This is the Wise Guys, a Nesquare podcast collaboration. This is the Sopranos podcast. This is season one, episode five, College. So in this episode, uh, two main kind of stories that are occurring throughout the episode. One is Tony's taking Meadow to visit a few colleges up north and coincidentally runs into a old buddy of his, or not buddy, but an old soldier uh, of the DeMeo Cram family um, who got flipped by the FBI and sold a lot of people out and was in federal witness protection and ultimately was released from protection or they stopped protecting them and that's when Tony runs into him and tries to figure out what he wants to do with him uh, now that he was able to find him. Other storyline as well, we have Carmela who is alone at home and has a lovely night with <laughs> with the father from the church uh, watching a movie and, and eating leftover Italian food and drinking wine. I had a lot of things to say about this, uh, but what, what did you think? I I love this episode. Okay, I think this it this episode I think really gets the series going. Till until now, I mean, you you've, you're meeting a lot of people. You're finding out about the Sopranos, about Tony. Uh, he's in the mafia. You meet the gang. You meet his family, Carmela, the kids. So you're still getting to know everybody, but. By the fifth episode, you're probably you're drawn in to the storylines, I think, and um, maybe this isn't true for everyone, but I think for me, you naturally kind of gravitate to the protagonist, Tony. Um, he's he's a tough guy. He's 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 pretty charismatic. Um, you're drawn to him, even though you know he's a bad guy. Um, but I think I think this episode really tries to show you who Tony is and who Carmela is, too. I don't think it's just about revealing Tony for what he really is, but all in his ugly sides, but also the same for Carmela. So um, Tony takes Meadow to visit colleges in New England. I think they're in Maine or Vermont or something. Sees this former mobster who is in the Witness Protection Program. Fabian Petrullio. And, and now he's Fred Peters, I think. Fabian. That... They call him Fabian. Okay. And they call him Peters. Yeah. His last name under the, the program. <clears throat> uh, sees him randomly, follows him, tracks him down, and murders him. So, and again, I think till now in the series, you know Tony's done some bad stuff. And I, you mentioned that, yeah. I think what I, what I liked about this episode is you finally get to see Tony do some dirt. Yeah. And he, he shows the audience just how ruthless he can be. Yeah. And he finally, without recourse, just, this is what I got to do, and I'll take care of myself. And you have the, you have the very animated and very enthusiastic Christopher. Hey, I'll get, I'll get on the plane real quick. I'll go down there and take care of myself. Yeah. And this guy wants to be made so much that he wants to do it himself. And Tom's like, nah, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And he ends up finding... Uh, Fabian and doing the job himself. And the best thing I liked about it was when he was like, gets him from behind and he's like, 
He's like, what's up, rat? Or how's it going, rat? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a great scene. It It's, I mean, it's disturbing. I yeah. think, it, I mean, it really murders him in cold blood. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's nothing. There's no self-defense. There's no kind of heat of war. It's planned. Um, it's, it's premeditated murder Favorite. for revenge on this guy. And he, he has one last kind of, you know, he tells him, I could have killed you last night. Yeah. Right. He's like, I, I didn't though because you were with your daughter. You know, in the hopes that maybe Tony would give him mercy. Yeah. And he's, he's not happy that. Yeah. No. Um, so I think that, I think that whole storyline, especially that scene, is great at showing Tony for what he is. He's a murderous thug. Um, he's not, he's not to be admired in any way. It's um, hard not to admire him though. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think you just naturally gravitate toward a man of action and he's the main character of the show. Mm-hmm. So you get drawn into, oh, his mom's terrible. I want him to win sure. against his mom. Junior's terrible. I want Tony to win. Against Junior, you also see okay. a, you also see a softer side of him too as he talks with Doctor Melfi, mm-hmm. and then you also see, you know the the discussion he has with Meadow in the car when Meadow's like, "Are you a monster? Are you a yeah. new mob?" Yeah, and he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm in waste management." Yeah, and he basically, in so many words, without really saying, "I'm a monster," he just he says, you know, he cops to it. Yeah, and I think that's when. He has a moment with Meadow, and I was like, "Well, at least you're at least you're being honest with me." Yeah. Um, so I loved I love the episode for for showing Tony what he really is, um, but I think it also does the same with Carmela. So the she's home she's home alone because because Meadow and Tony are gone. She's sick. Colleges. Yeah, she's sick. She's sick, and AJ I think is sleeping at his friend's house. Right. And the priest shows up, and uh, uninvited, but but they're buddies. So uh, she warms up some food for them. They open up the wine. They watch uh, Remains of the Day (laughs) (laughs) Um, with Anthony Hopkins and and the great Emma Thompson. Um, But in the episode, so there's there's tons of sexual tension between them. the, throughout the episode, they're they're getting closer. Right. Um, it, it it could turn it could turn bad really quick. Yes. Yes. I mean they they they're about to kiss at one point. Um, I think I think it was right after they almost kissed. So they, they watch a movie. They're basically cuddling, um, and they almost kiss. But then the priest says, "Let's let's have communion." Or first, it was confession. Right. So she she, she confesses to him. Um, she cries over kind of her life as a, as a mobster's wife. Then they have communion. And the communion scenes are very sexualized. Yeah. Mary's handing her the wafer. Right. And the camera lingers like on her mouth. Things like that. I think there's a fire in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's very sexualized, the whole thing. And then, um, so they, they, a lot of sexual tension. They almost kiss and do stuff, but they end up not. The, the priest gets sick. 
Um, but he does, he does, he spends the night, spends the night on the couch. But I think this, this whole scenario in, in the way that Tony committing the murder shows who he really is and that he's not to be admired. I think, I think this also does it for Carmela. She, she puts up this facade or kind of self, um, um, she puts up this facade of being religious and feeling bad about what she's doing, accepting Tony's life, things like that. Um, but when you really see, when you really think about it, there's, she shouldn't have to anguish over this decision at all. You're married to a murderous thug and you're staying married just because you have a nice life. Yeah. You're exposing your kids to these risks. It's not, it's not something where she doesn't know what Tony does. She knows it. She knows he's a capo in a crime family. She, she doesn't know, you know, every single person he's murdered, but she knows he's a murderer. But she loves and, the, li- the lifestyle. Yes, and she does. But her, I think it's a fake, her, 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 her religious side, it's just all a fake, a right. put on. And, and that's why the episode shows who she really is. She's, she's created or lives a, a, a profane, uh, kind of bastardized version of the faith. And that's why I think some of the scenes during, during the communion where they're sexualized and it's the whole thing kind of turns you off. It's not a beautiful mass at St. Peter's. It's this weird sexual thing. It's because her faith is, it's not real. It's it's ephemeral, and it's it uh, the fact that she puts on like she has these religious this religious fervor and everything. Um, uh, the reality is that she's um, in some ways just as bad as Tony because she's she's trying to live kind of two lives, and she can't she can't pull it off. So I, I think that the great quote in the in the show is that. Um, Tony sees this sign at, I don't know if it's Colby College or Bowdoin. Yeah. And it's from Hawthorne. It says, no man can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be true. So he sees that. And I think it obviously applies to Tony because he's trying to be this family man, take his girl to visit colleges. And then while he's there, he commits a murder. Right. But it also applies to Carmela as well. Yeah. She pretends or uh, makes efforts at being this religious housewife who's up, upright and moral, but the fact you haven't gotten the hell out of Dodge and gotten your kids away from this terrible influence shows that she's not, she hasn't really internalized any of the religion right. that she can't claims to believe. And one thing that I thought was uh, interesting when you brought that up is... Uh... So, the whole Eucharist scene was very awkward for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was because you mentioned that Carmel is faking, faking her faith and her religion. But I still think there's a small ounce of someone that is looking for to still do the right thing. But doesn't want to get rid of the materialistic things that come with being a mob wife. The house, the abundance of cash... Um, the status, 
and it brought me back to seeing her versus uh, Charmaine and what she has. Yeah. And that, that I guess it was almost like Carmela can can have that life, the the honest living, but she doesn't want it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's there for her to have, but she. I mean, she's not. And Tony, she's not a hundred percent bad. And Tony won't. But she, he won't care if she wants out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as much as he. She probably won't be with anybody else the rest of her life. She'll probably be alone. But yeah. I think Tony will still take care of her. Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting when I was watching this, and I could be totally off base. I haven't seen the whole series like you have, but uh, one is the father and Carmela gonna hook up later, <laughs> or two. Another theory I had was, is the father really an undercover cop, <laughs> oh, or some type of espionage-driven thing? Yeah, so, some some kind of. Spy effort, yeah, or under yeah, undercover thing. So that's something that was being tossed around in my head a bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't want. I guess I don't want to give it away. No, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> the one scene we haven't talked about, um, or we did, we did a little bit, but when when Tony kills Peters, uh, so he, he chokes him with a, a cord, some kind of line. And um, so, it's just so he chokes him out, and then uh, I think he stands up and he's looking up in the sky, yeah. and there's ducks flying away. And and I think that's a good recall to the the ducks were in his pool and they flew away, um, which I think Melfi thought was a, a symbol of him losing his family, like losing control of his family. Um, and in fact, you know, him committing this crime is just another, like, notch on the belt of how more, how much more distant his family is to him now. Yeah. You know, as he keeps to, keeps doing more and more bad things, the farther away he gets from his family. Yeah. He's going to push him further and further away, even if he doesn't want to, but leading that kind of life, you're not going to have a good family life. Any uh, other peculiar things about the episode? Um, nothing comes to mind. Meadow, They're trying to Meadow gets drunk. Out. Okay, yeah, Meadow yeah. gets drunk. She, uh, her, and Tony go out for dinner. Um, I guess it's near Colby College, and she and she ends up. She meets some college girls there. Yeah, and um, she's probably scared to ask Tony to go party with them, but he's kind of like, yeah, 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 go. yeah, go for it. So he can go scout out find where Peters lives or right or, and everything so she goes drinks too much um, and is, is throwing up I think when they go home and Tony has to basically carry her inside which is where I guess Fabian had open sights on him he, yeah he had tracked down where Tony was staying in town um, and had a gun and had could have killed him easily but there were another couple people walking into their hotel room, and so he, he backed off. I definitely saw a, almost a, it's almost, it was interesting to see Fabian's kind of inner workings happening, searching around, 
seeing seeing if anybody's asking for him, and almost that almost that kind of mob mentality too. You yeah, know, occurring tracking down Tony. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a, a game of hide and seek or a chess match sure. between the two guys throughout the episode because Peters is trying to track down Tony so he can kill him, and Tony's trying to track him down. He finds his house. Um, he finds his place of business. Finds his place of business, and is. Um, and that's how he knows he caught, he caught him right because he he mentions some type of Ronald Reagan bust that he that Fabian has, <clears throat> and he sees that that same bust in his office. Yeah, he'd learned to do masonry yeah. or some kind of uh, uh, pottery and stuff yeah. like that in in prison. I think he'd been in prison with Jackie. Yeah. And so he sees a bust of Ronald Reagan in his office, and I think it, it's not done very well. <laughs> yeah. Or the lips are always done poorly. Well, it's you not good with the lips. It's not done well, but I thought one thing I thought was funny was that when you see busts like in the Hall of Fame football, they pretty for the most part look just like them. Mm-hmm. But like this bust had has to have a placard that says Ronald Reagan on it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and he knows it's him. The it's kind of maybe interesting the the reason Tony did this murder. It seems it seems like it wouldn't be smart to do this murder by himself because this guy will turn up dead. He's in the witness protection program. It seems like the government would be obviously looking at all right, who killed this guy? Who was it? Who was in town? Who was around? It, it seems like if the FBI were to dig into this murder, you could find out, okay, Tony Soprano was in town. He's part yeah. of the DeMeo crime family. Put two, two, two and two together. It, it seems like it's unwise for him to carry out the murder himself. Especially since even Fabian himself was able to look at the housekeeper's logs yeah. and see the last name Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. But... <clears throat> And, and Chris offers to come up and, and kill the guy, but but Tony says no. Um, but this may be his... his um, maybe his emotions are still high from Jackie dying. Yep. So and, that, so. and that's why he has to do it himself, because Jackie just died. Jackie was in prison with this guy. This guy flipped on the family, sent a lot of guys to jail. But not only that, too, is from Tony's perspective, you don't, you don't know if you're ever going to see this guy again. Yeah. So it was almost like your obligation to the family almost kickstarted and he's like, I gotta do something now. Yeah. It almost shows that his undying loyalty to the family. Anything else about the priest? I don't know. And that whole he's weird, man. <laughs> he's really weird and, and um what I thought was kind of what I thought was really awkward was in the morning, uh, Carmela's there. Carmela's obviously probably embarrassed about what about what happened last night. Yeah. And so is he. And he even he even he says, Oh my god, my car's been outside the whole time. And Carmela was just, you know, being really transparent, it's like, we didn't do anything. Don't worry about it. And uh, I don't know if there was a ounce of guilt in her like maybe she felt like she would have wanted to do something mm-hmm. um, I don't know I, I, I still think that uh, that kind of 
sexual tension is going to arise later on in this in the series. Yeah, with them too. And they both. Well, as I say, Carm, Carmilla, and Tony both kind of come clean at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. She, well, she uncovers. She she finds out that Melfi's a woman. Yeah. Melfi. So she's upset about that. So that mm-hmm. comes out in the open, and then she's also upfront about the priest spending the night. Well, Melfi come calls right. Yeah, she calls guys. the house. Which I don't know. Maybe it's different now. Now they're cell phones, but I, I don't. I don't know if that was the ethically the right thing to do if Melfi calls and speaks to someone else. Yeah, yeah, know? it seems like you shouldn't. You should only talk to the patient, right? And then uh, at that point, Tony's you know got his tail in between his legs and realizes that she's pissed, which you know rightfully so from her point of view. And yeah. then you also have uh, I mean, I mean, Tony knows that he spent the night there, so yeah, and. I think I think what's funny is he notices that the leftovers are gone, and automatically he's like, "Was he here?" You know. Yeah. So this episode kind of had a first and first appearance and deceased. Yeah. With uh, <laughs> Fabian Petrullio, uh, who uh, had a very short run uh, in the series, but uh, and his life ended by Tony like, "Hello, rat," and gets uh, choked to death. Uh, let's go to music. Uh, kind of a, also a light episode for music. Uh, any favorite ones for you? I liked Gold Leaves for G.K. Chesterton by Michael Hoppe. Hoppe? I'm not sure. G.K. Chesterton is one of my favorite, favorite writers. Okay. Uh, he's a Catholic writer. I also like the song. It was um, during Meadows' dinner with Tony, and uh, it's just a nice, kind of pretty. Um, feels like it could be in a lot of different mob movies. Yeah, it's mob set, dinner scenes. It definitely. It it's very endearing. It sets it sets the mood. I mean, you have a daughter and dad kind of having dinner, and just for a brief second, it almost seems really nice that Tony's doing that for Meadow. And then everything kind of abruptly changes to when uh, she's offered to go and hang out with some other friends so he can go and kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, definitely, I, th- I really enjoyed that too. It was a good song. And uh, all in all, it was a really good episode. I liked it. You, probably, you mentioned it's one of your favorites. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, as a first timer, I'll probably learn to love it as I rewatch it. Cool. Yeah. I, great episode. I it, It's usually ranked as one of the best. Sopranos episodes. Usually. I, usually. That doesn't mean it's true, but uh, when I was researching the episode, I kept seeing that over and over, how high, how high this one ranks. I like it too. I don't know if it's my favorite. We'll have to see as, as, we, as we go through the series, but I, I liked it pretty good. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks.